Welcome back to the show, folks. You are listening to Conversations from a Room, and I'm your host, Alan Tudyk. I hope everyone's been well. I, for one, have been working on myself every day, trying to be a better man, a better boyfriend, a better brother and son, just all-around better person. You know, it's not always going to be easy. No one's perfect. We all know that, and we all can definitely be 1% better every single day. Anyway, you're probably wondering why I'm starting off the show all gooey and not throwing in fart jokes like every other intro. Well, that's because in today's episode, I sit down with longtime friend Corinna Woolman, and we start the episode by really opening up about fears and anxiety and how it's okay to experience all of this. Sure, it's scary and uncomfortable, but we talk about how we can use these as tools and not seeing any of these things as setbacks. Sometimes we're going to deal with the nitty gritty. Anyways, the episode isn't all sappy. We get real goofy too, so don't worry kids. But it was a real pleasure to have Karina on and I hope you guys enjoy the episode because it's a fun one. Now get locked in because you're about to enter the Twilight Zone. No, this is Conversations from a Room. Enjoy. Uh, Did you finish yours? No. All right, take that one. Finish that one. Cheers. Okay. Knock it. You hit the oh. floor. This is what I learned. Ready? And <laughs> one more twice. time. Three times. And one more time. And drink. <laughs> and remember, when you take a shot of gin, you, you can't gulp it. You have to sip it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's painful. Oh, that's like drinking cyanide. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I feel like this is moonshine for some reason. Well, because gin is like, who drinks gin? Besides, <laughs> besides like gin and tonics like i can't think of any other because i'm not like a big cocktail guy i, yeah. I every now and then i'll have like a old-fashioned mm-hmm. or maybe a jack and coke yeah. anything with whiskey is really. a jack and coke a cocktail it's just two ingredients i mean i would say it's a cocktail yeah. i mean okay. yeah i mean uh i mean why not but yeah sure why it's not, not? I, I wouldn't say it's not like it's just, not just a bottle of water <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i'll go to a bar and i don't want to drink i'll just get what's your go-to like if you're at a bar with friends and you mm. don't want to drink what's like the one thing you get because um, you don't just you can't just get water. You have to get something else. Yeah, Shirley like, Temple. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what's so annoying about um, my brain. Sometimes is I'm always like, this is from my mom. It's like the calories or the sugar. So mm. my go-to, your mom's that like that really? <clears throat> yeah, she's such a like granola mom. So like mm. I would, I think in my heart of hearts, I would order just like a Coca Cola. Yeah, but I just I have her voice in my brain. What about a Coke Zero? Being like no. Nah. So, no, because even that is like... There's, Diet know, Coke is bad, but Coke Zero is better. I don't, I've heard bad things about it all. So then I was like, literally everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, so now I just, I, just, <laughs> I just breathe in air and I get high off <laughs> of life. No, so I'll order like the most like... Um, I, I just would, one apple juice, please. <laughs> no, I'll get, I'll get a... Um, what is it called? Seltzer water with lime. Okay. So you can pretend like you're drinking a gin and tonic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow. A little seltzer water with lime, please. Wow. And do you have to whisper it so your friends don't hear you? <laughs> no, I say it in like a really burly voice. So I say, hey, oh, water with lime. And a meatball suck. <laughs> yeah, I always, see, I, I, if I don't, if I'm at a bar and I don't want to drink, I just get a Coke because it's got enough, okay. because the sugar is right, like, right, right. like yeah, a shock to the system. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I don't mind having like a, because I never drink 
Coke. Right. So when I drink it, it's like, wow, this is naughty. Yeah. I don't, I always feel that way too. But yeah. then the voice comes in. My mom is like, don't do it. All right. You need to see a therapist. <laughs> wait, wait. I like to think that your mom comes into your brain as Polly from the Sopranos. Like, don't do it. Hey, don't do it. Yeah. I need to work on that for sure. All right. Corinna Woolman. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks it's great to have me. you. Of course. Yes. Thanks for, thanks for being here. We are recording live from miami florida here in your office a nice little space you have i you got your bicycle in here it's a very playful office you know what i mean because you have plants and you have some fun frames but you have like these two big monitors you have two windows looking out to the coconut grove foliage Mm -hmm. you know so it's Mm -hmm. nice you have a nice little spot it's very cozy in here thank you we're sitting on the floor right now yeah this is a very Japanese style way of recording a podcast. Yeah. So I would the, the only note I would say so far closer mm-hmm. to the mic closer if you can. To the mic, yeah. 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 Sorry. I would say just bring bring your just, bring your whole body closer what? to the. Uh, okay. Okay. Cool. So see, see right here. This is the, this is the good spot. <laughs> this is right that here. sweet spot? This is the sweet spot. Should right I here. talk lower? Is, uh, can no. you? Tr- can, <laughs> can, is it possible to talk? Lower? I don't know what like my podcast voice should be. Um, I like to think your podcast voice. Sensual. Your podcast voice is like the voice that you have when someone, when, when like you don't know someone else is in your house. Because I do, like, I do feel like I do have like this high pitched Mickey Mouse voice sometimes. I wouldn't say Mickey Mouse or high pitched. You just Donald have, Duck. It's like, <laughs> Which Disney character do I most sound like? Um, oh, I'm blanking on all characters. But here's the thing I though, think- like, you, we were testing out the recording and you're like, I don't want to hear the sound of my own voice because yeah, true. no one likes the sound of their own voice. It's weird because sometimes I do. Really? But yeah, but I, I know I'm such a narcissist, <laughs> but yeah, right now I'm like, I'm so aware of the mic in front of me. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. When, when it's just when you're, when you're, uh, when you're thinking about it too much. The sidetrack. We don't have to put this yeah, in the show. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I think about Cut all the time? <laughs> Cut this garbage. I think about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Just we're, we're talking about <laughs> things that happen in our head and, and overthinking. And, and you and I are, are very similar. This is why I love talking to you because we both are... I, I don't want to use this word because maybe it's not true, but we're kind of neurotic. We're not neurotic <laughs> where, where we have like... We're like crazy, but we have yeah. a lot of concerns in our yeah. life and we we overthink things maybe i'm gonna make two. it cuter yeah. i'm gonna rebrand it and say that we're analytical okay i'm gonna say we're neurotic because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more fun i would <laughs> never want to tell someone that i was analytical yeah yeah i'm trying to come off as like less of like a like just a ball of nerves are you a real fake it till you make it type person oh 100 percent. i mean i think everyone is really yeah you know to I mean? an extent but i feel sure. like i have to do it 95 percent of the time. <laughs> like i'm there's there's fake it till you make it but yeah. i'm like i'm even when i'm home alone i'm like yeah, yeah. i need to do something so that i i even i believe i'm this way yeah well sometimes i'm even like i can't even finish that sentence where i'm like fake it till you maybe something happens something's gotta happen when i graduated college what what really really truly got me through my sort of stage of anxiety or depression was knowing that other people felt the same and mm-hmm. that's why it was so special to me is to discuss it and to not be closed off about it and yeah. it is okay to feel this way and it is normal and yeah. it's totally okay to express it to other people and and be honest about it for sure. Because everyone can have a story related to it that will help you so that I can work with it. Yeah. And that's, I think, more important is to kind of get a grip on it and so that we can yeah. sort of use it in our world. It's always going to be there. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think there, what, I, what, I've, what I've learned through therapy is that there are, there's a multitude, multitude of tools. And it's about what 
like like anything, kind of finding what fits in your toolbox mm-hmm. and what works for you, your application, your lifestyle, where you want to be, all of those things. And that is going to change as you grow, mm-hmm. as you experience life. But having those tools like helps you work through those things just a little bit it like in a way where it's like there's a little less tension every time and that's what I've been experiencing is like okay I'm I still experience anxiety I still experience depression but I have a better understanding and idea of how not just my mind but how my body works Mm -hmm. um what my processes are what my patterns are and and you know, sometimes those patterns that I've learned as like from a kid, they still work. Some of them don't. And so now I'm like learning new patterns. And we're always going to have to adjust. And, yeah, and, for and, sure. And like that's just learn new ways. That's to just do it. growth. Yeah, sure. And that's yeah. just change. And new people are going to show you new things. And mm-hmm. actually something that I learned specifically to like the fear of flying is. Um, so I was always scared of turbulence because yeah. I just thought turbulence meant like, you know, cast away like i'm gonna fucking die it's really windy we're going down (laughs) i was like i was like okay i'm the next tommy um and what i've actually learned the science behind it is like it's actually to be fair what if you were tom hanks and castaway he survived that means you live i live yeah yeah so that's you're the good character there was three people on that flight yeah those are the rest of them died died. you're not the pilot in castaway you're not the co-pilot that's true that's true you're tom hanks so you live i live and i create wilson Mm-hmm. And I go back we'll to my see. loving fiance. Well, um, not back. Do you not remember the? Baby? I don't. I kind of don't remember. No, she's she oh, remarries she, <gasps> and she has children. Just kidding. And she Good he goes her. back to him to her. Oh. And she. How miss- long was he gone for? I think like years, like six, seven years, or something like that. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why did I think it was like two months? <laughs> <laughs> I was gone for three days, and you moved on. <laughs> no, he's gone for like years. I honestly. I need Let to me, rewatch. Yeah, let's. I'm gonna. Up. I'm gonna look at here. Keep talking, but I'm gonna look up how long was Tom Hanks <laughs> on his island for. Um, but yeah. So I found out that turbulence actually is just like. Oh, the, what's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> All right. How long was Tom Hanks? On, <laughs> I forgot that. You know what's? You know how like when you Google something and it finishes it. it did it find it for you? Someone already wrote how long was Tom Hanks on the island. Beautiful. I love. All this. right. So you guessed how long? I guessed two months. Four years. Years. He was on. He was on the island for four years. Ay bendito. Wow. But to get back to what I was saying, is that turbulence is actually just like the equivalent of you driving on a dirt road. So like those bumps that you feel in yeah. the air, it's just like a change in. Um, I'm gonna get this wrong for any like aeronautical people out there. Uh, but it's, it's pronounced analytical. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's basically like uh, just like a continuous change in like the air. Yeah, you ever you ever on a bus and and you ever you ever you ever been on a bus? Yeah, you ever been like on a dirt road and just like shits <laughs> flying everywhere? But because yeah. you know, oh, but you know, because you're on like land, yeah, you feel exactly. safe. That's the thing when you're um, traveling like fifty thousand feet in the air, going at yeah. like seven hundred miles per hour. Of course, you're yeah. freaking out. Yeah, uh, and you're in a tube, a metal tube. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyways. This is, this love is, it. I love that. How much can, are you cutting out? None, none of this is going to be in the show. <laughs> Absolutely none of this. But that's good. But we can move on from that. 
and uh, never think about it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Erase from memory. This show is called Conversations from a Room. Where I bring in individuals who work in the arts, who have have an who have an artistic background, and who love this world where we surround ourselves with film and music and television and books. So I always ask the same questions to each guest. Easy to get into. It doesn't confuse the listener. We don't talk about. <laughs> Trump's jail time. Mm. By the way, what do you think of his jail photo? I feel like there's too much headspace. <laughs> right? I feel like it's him down here. And there's just like three feet of headspace. Whoever took the photo, I would have been like, lean up. Can you can you sit up, sir? No, you know, I like I like the headspace because again, like in filmmaking and cinematography, it represents like that that the character is like kind of spacey has like these uh heady like it shows that there's 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 more to them than well, meets the eye <laughs> transformers <laughs> so what's this podcast about talk about it no i want to hear more about how photography works in the uh, um cinematography cinematography please. so what's what's your title well, how would you when, when someone asks you like what do you do for a living what would you what would you tell them um that's a great question i'm actually trying to formulate that i've been a video editor for mm-hmm. the past six or seven years and that's okay. kind of been my response my go-to response is i'm a video editor like i went to film school to be a director actor and i took an editing class and my professor was like because i was like i want to be a director though i want to work in like on production and he was like well being a video editor you're actually the director of post-production and there's a lot of creative control and creative I guess fluidity to being in a in the editing room Mm. and so that kind of led me in that direction and at the time I had a lot of social anxiety and I was like I don't know how to be on set with a lot of people and make friends yeah and being a video editor meant I could just kind of be in my editing bay yeah but I mean, how 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 much is a director involved in the editing, really? Though I mean, they can be there in the room with you. Yeah. Like, I is that is that stressful when they're just like breathing over your shoulder? It depends on on the, the director. director. Yeah, yeah okay. I've had good relationships with certain directors where like we vibe really well together, mm-hmm. and um, and we kind of trust each other's instincts. And then I've had others who are a little more, um just hands on in a way that feels very stifling. If a director is going to be that anal about the process they should just do it themselves well i don't know like i definitely i think it's i think it's nice to be able to say like yeah this is my vision but this is the extent of my technical expertise okay and i think the problem comes when like that person starts to feel like a robot so like i Mm. when a producer or a director is like telling me certain cuts to make where i'm like this feels micromanagey like i have no creative contributions and then i just feel like i'm you're you're just a cog in the machine yeah yeah yeah. i always think of um did you ever watch edward scissorhands i did yeah i always think of the beginning scene where he like has that cookie factory that he makes oh and there's like a bunch of cookies on this like conveyor belt it's been so long is that what the with the the guy who created edward scissorhands is that what he did before he created yeah he created like all these machines um and like robots Mm -hmm. And then, and they were all like food related. So it started out with the cookies and then you kind of, the camera pans and you see what then becomes Edward and it's, um, he's chopping lettuce. By the way, so Edward Scissorhands, Mm -hmm. he created him. Yeah. Is he a robot? What is he? I guess he started out as a robot. Is he just like, is he like. I think he's humanoid. 
But that's a robot, no? I mean, what is a humanoid? Yeah, I guess maybe is Edward Scissorhands like an AI? Is he a is he the devil? <laughs> no. Is he spirit? He's but that's the thing. Cute. Is he is he like because they never he, he just becomes like he's like yeah it's like Pinocchio right right he he's, becomes a real boy yeah. but how I always never thought of Frankenstein's that. monster that he had real human parts inside probably of him. yeah he, he he was like mad scientist like, vibes like yeah they never explain how he became alive he no. just got a bunch of different body parts and put them together yeah but why did he start off with all the scissor hands because he I remember there's a scene where he brings the human hands to him he's like I want to put these hands on you yeah. Why did, why did he just do that first? <laughs> why did he have like, to... I'm, I'm going to put the hands on, but I, <laughs> but I need you to... But these fucking <laughs> I need you to keep chopping my lettuce. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't I, know how he got here. I, I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of... It's fine. It's kind of nice how we don't know how he became human, but at the same time, I want to know why. All right. Here, here are the three top questions. Okay. What's one of your favorite movies of all time? What's one of your guilty pleasure films? And what's one of the worst movies you've ever seen? Okay. I... I'm, I don't have a lot of, I don't have favorites. I don't have a favorite. Also, you grew up without television. No. no. So what, at what age did you start watching Okay, inaccurate. I grew up without cable. That's, when you grew up in the 90s, you, (laughs) there wasn't streaming. There wasn't like. Yeah, so I watched like PBS. And don't roll your eyes at public broadcasting. So I watched 12 stations. hours of, of Bob Ross I, and watched, then Sesame Street. I watched a lot of like classics. So um, Wuthering Heights featuring Tom Hardy. That was actually my introduction to Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy was in Wuthering Heights. Was he like a romantic lead? He was. He was the main character he was heathcliff and he actually married his co-star what was it about i've heard of the show but i've never watched it's not it. a show it's a movie but it's based on a novel by charlotte bronte because you didn't have <laughs> cable this was like your this was like your godfather <laughs> have you seen weathering heights in three years not one indication whether you were alive or dead when i heard that you were to marry i had one thought in my head i would return i have one glimpse of your face Settle my score with Hindley, then prevent the law by executing myself. Now I see I should have stuck to my call. You were now to marry, and you didn't return to stop me from taking such a step. You'd already betrayed me with your heart. So you returned on my wedding day to punish me. I was so in love with this movie. But okay, wait, this was not my favorite, though. One of my favorite movies, whenever I think about that, comedy is what got me into cinema. Okay. And what got me into comedy was Mel Brooks. Oh, absolutely. Okay, could I guess what movie? Yeah, I guess. I want to say Young Frankenstein. If it's not that one, I'm going to say Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. If it's not that one, <laughs> I want to say... But isn't Robin Hood Men in Tights also? That is Mel Brooks. Yeah. Is it Robin Hood Men in Tights? No, it's Young Frankenstein. <laughs> ah, I was right the first time. <laughs> it was your first guess. Nice. Okay, yeah. cool. I yeah. love Young Frankenstein. It's probably my favorite. Amazing film. Way ahead of its time. Absolutely genius. Yeah, I love that film. And the fact film. that it yeah. captivated me when I was young. Like, black and whites, I was just like, what? Why? Why would you ever... Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. You're putting me on. No, it's pronounced Frankenstein. Do you also say Froderick? No, Frederick. Well, why isn't it Froderick Frankenstein? It isn't, it's Frederick Frankenstein. I see. You must be Igor. No, it's pronounced... Igor. But they told me it was Igor. Well, they were wrong then, weren't they? 
course. I'm sure we'll get along splendidly. Why this movie? What, why does it stand out to you? Is it it was playing on PBS one day? And so it <laughs> no. Just... <laughs> no, so this, I think, I think my dad introduced it to me. I'm trying to think. Like, it just, it was odd. Like, it was so odd. I think for me, it's because it is in black and white. So the, mm-hmm. the newer generation that sees it, they're used to seeing black and white films that are very slow. And right. The, the plot... And very serious. Like very the tone, serious. the tone is different. The tone is 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 very unsettling because mm-hmm. it's like, why why aren't I having a good time? Right. And this movie, I would say, is just would be just as funny as it came out today. Yeah, and I honestly like, I did not miss the color. Like, I, I mean, think like, every joke is very well thought out. Every shot is is shot like it like a like a Scorsese film almost. Well, because it's silly, but it's cinematic, and exactly, I think that yeah. I think that was like my first, and it may not be my first. I don't know, um, but that's like kind of a core memory for me. Is a lot of comedies were so inherently goofy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like mm-hmm. I loved watching like early two thousands comedies where things were like over the top, super playful. I think it was like my first example of of seeing a that blend of comedy yeah. and cinematics. Yeah. That crossover of like the camera is a character, the set design is a character. Like all of these things can contribute to the comedy or like to the comedic writing. Yeah. It's not just the actor and the writing, it's everything involved. And so conceptually I was like, "Whoa, this is this is fun. Like yeah. this takes it to another level. Well, how do you feel about the Monty Python guys? Have you seen like? Yeah, I've seen Monty Python. Which, I really like. John, I love John Cleese. Oh, I, I love actually. John Cleese. So thanks to Public Broadcasting Station, I watched. You're the only one who ever calls it Public <laughs> Broadcast. The end. Well, no. for those of you who don't know, she's talking about PBS. PBS. Yeah, shout out to the homies out there. Sure, sure. But so thanks to that, because I didn't have cable, I actually was exposed to Faulty Towers, which oh is John Cleese. Oh my God, Faulty in- Towers is incredible. incredible. I asked for a room with a view. Deaf, mad, and blind. Uh, this <laughs> is the view as far as I can remember, madam. Yes, yes, this is it. When I pay for a view, I expect something more interesting than that. That is Torquay, madam. That's not good enough. Well, may I ask what you were expecting to see out of a talky hotel bedroom window? <laughs> Sydney Opera House, perhaps? The hanging gardens of Babylon? Herds of wildebeest sweeping majestically? I expect to be able to see the sea. You can see the sea. It's over there between the land and the sky. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I was like, and my, my dad loves British humour. Yeah. And my dad and I, like, we would bond over, you know, very specific things like mm-hmm. cars yeah. <laughs> baseball ladies with boobs <laughs> no. yeah. but um same <laughs> yeah watching like watching faulty tower towers was a big one yeah yeah monty python holy grail was incredible i liked holy the series great. like monty python is very similar to a mel brooks film those films are very within the same realm because there's yeah. layers to it's the layered to the, it's very clever to the comedy yeah it's, it's very very, very smart and it yeah. sucks because yeah because now i think comedy is yeah, it's still alive, but it's very lazy now, you know? Well, it just, I feel like with anything, it's just what's being highlighted. Mm-hmm. So, right? Like, there's, like, comedy for the masses, yeah. which might not be. But now it's, like, chat GPT comedy, you know? It's stuff we've already seen just being written over and over again. There's, like, yeah. a formula. And it's tough. I mean, it's, like, that's how we spo- we don't we we're not gonna have a Shakespeare for probably another hundred years, you know. Or maybe we do, and he just you know 
And he's just like, I, I don't have, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, nah. wanna, I'm not going to waste my energy. Yeah. I'd rather he's just, just like, like scared on a plane somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the next. Uh, I'm never going to be a <laughs> The next Samuel Jackson movie is going to be called. Shakespeare on a plane. Yeah. Like snakes on a plane. <laughs> Shakespeare on a plane. There's just soliloquies he's coming He's just going you. around killing people. <laughs> like, we got to find, I got to get this goddamn Shakespeare <laughs> off this goddamn plane. <laughs> Oh my god! Can you say Macbeth on a plane? Um, yeah, if it's on a theater, that's about it. If, if you're not performing on the plane, I'm I sure know. you can say Macbeth as much as you want. On what the if plane. there was a theater in the sky? They should do that. No theater in the sky. Like, yeah. no, I can't even sit. I'm not gonna watch Hamilton while I'm flying fifty thousand miles in the or fifty thousand. Did you ever watch what was it, Nausicaa or Castle in the Sky? Castle in the Sky was um studio, the anime Studio Ghibli, yeah. Oh, House Castle. How's Moving Castle? No, How's Moving Castle is different. Um. Okay, sure. Cool, awesome. You guys don't know this, but she flicked me on the forehead as she was saying that. Castle in the Sky, which has to do with like, I guess there are robots up there. But then there's Nausicaa. I think that's what it's called, Nausicaa. Mm-hmm. And that's like a flight film. Studio Ghibli really likes, they, he loves like I don't watch travel. a lot of anime, but if you recommend one, you would say Castle in the Sky. Well, I was actually going to say one of my favorite films is Spirited Away. Okay, I haven't seen that one, but I, I, that's obviously one of the more famous ones. So Studio Ghibli, I feel like, is, a, is a, a good introduction to anime because it's very whimsical and childlike, mm-hmm. but there are heavy themes. So My Neighbor Totoro, Spirited Away. Like, Spirited Away is actually about a child with severe anxiety. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, And she kind of has to, like, overcome all of these fears. And she, like, kind of goes through this journey of becoming, I don't want to say self-sufficient because she's still a young child. Coming-of-age film? It's not coming of age, but it's, yeah, it's learning, like, oh, I can can do this. Like, I'm, I'm capable of these things. I don't have to... I don't have to hide behind my parents. As you get older, you start to realize, you know, you do have your parents, you do have your friends, but there is a point where you're kind of in this on your own. Yeah. You find your own path. And am I off by saying that she creates like her, like imaginary friends or something? That's, um, yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) That's called a psychotic. You're having a mental breakdown. No, I think that's in, in Kiki's delivery service, but I don't think they're imaginary friends. I think she, she can hear her cat. I don't know if there is one where she has imaginary but friends. But doesn't she fly on a broomstick and spirit away? That's Kiki's delivery service. All right, well then, what the fuck? Yeah, which on it controversially, like, I was not a fan of. Spirited Away, she's in an onsen, um, which is a bathhouse, and it's a bathhouse for spirits. You shouldn't be here. Get out of here now! What? It's almost night. Leave before it gets dark. They're lighting the lamps. Get out of here. You've got to get across the river. Go. I'll distract them. I I, I went through a big Miyazaki phase. Okay. I would like to get. Are these are these both these films Miyazaki? Yes. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I'd like to. This get is not the same character. It looks animation. like the same person. It's not at all. At all. Come I on. I don't believe you. It's the same person. But <laughs> Kiki and Spirit are the same person. No. 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 <laughs> Go suck on a dingo, mate. <laughs> um. What were your other questions? You had others. So what's like a guilty pleasure movie? A, a movie that's like so silly, but you can watch it over and the, over again. Okay, again, I, 
I have a few, but sure. the ones that are like at the forefront of my mind mm-hmm. right in this moment yeah. are um, 13 Going on 30. Oh, great. Jennifer Gardner, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, yes. That's actually a really, really good movie. It's just such a feel good, like, it's a combination because it's coming of age, but yeah. she's 30. Also, that was during a time where romantic comedies were like number one. Yeah. I mean, like that was, yeah. there was a movie before that that was really good with Mark Ruffalo and he lives in an apartment, but Reese Witherspoon is the ghost in that apartment. Do you know what, what? I'm talking about? Reese it's Witherspoon really... plays a ghost? Yeah. You, you know what movie I'm talking about? Oh, no, God. but that actually just reminded me of Sweet Home Alabama. That's another good one. Which is... Oh, yeah. That's it a- was like the early two. Th- okay, for yeah. example, this came out in 2004, 13 going on 30. Uh-huh. As you said, Jennifer Gardner, yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Wow, Andy Serkis is in this movie. There's a, oh man, such a great rom-com with Mark Ruffalo and Reese Witherspoon where she plays a ghost. But what did that remind you of? That reminded me of Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, that's right. So another Reese Witherspoon and, yeah. and McConaughey. Love her. Another no, 2000s. not McConaughey. He's like an off-brand McConaughey. Look it up. Look up. <laughs> look, look up the guy. <laughs> He's like he's Kirkland like, McConaughey. He's like, yeah. It's called Just Like Heaven. Oh. And you know what? It's one year after 13 Going on 30. That's what I'm saying. During this time. Yeah. It like, was like rom-com rom-coms after rom-coms. rom were just like the thing to watch. They really got me. Another, okay, you know why I thought McConaughey? Mm-hmm. I just rewatched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So good. Amazing. Yeah. That movie is great. Yeah. What about like the early 90s uh, um, uh, rom-coms? Like How I Met. How I Met Your Mother, uh, <laughs> Harry Met Sally, um, Sleeping in Seattle, like well, you know. So like I didn't watch those until I was because you were later. watching public broadcast <laughs> station. Because I was born in the early nineties. So out of all these famous rom coms, why is it that Thirteen on Thirty like was the one that stood out to you in the in the forefront of your consciousness? Yeah, I think a big thing is my I have a hard time with like aging, mm, yeah, change, sure. witnessing like family aging yeah because it's about a girl who wishes she was older right yeah so she's 13 and she wishes for some reason that she like she sees this magazine cover and it's like this beautiful woman and it says 30 flirty and thriving Mm. and she just has this really embarrassing moment at her birthday party and she goes and hides in this closet and she's kind of like banging herself against the back of the closet and she's just like in this very desperate attempt of saying like, you know, I want to be 30 flirty and thriving, like get me out of here. Like I don't want to be 13. It's miserable. And then she wakes up as a 30 year old and her life has basically passed her by. She has no (laughs) idea. She doesn't just wake up as a 30 year old. She wakes up as a, as she wakes up (laughs) as as a 30 year old. Jennifer. Jennifer Yeah. Like, like, Oh, boo me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in a way, like, yes, like she, like, yeah, she's beautiful. She has an amazing job. Why do I look like John Hamm? (laughs) (laughs) God, he's, he's in so many comedies. I actually, what was I watching the other day? He wasn't in it at all, but we're watching. Oh, Anchorman. I'm watching Anchorman. He's not an Anchorman. No, listen to this. He's not, but his name is. So I'm watching Anchorman. And oh, so the earth is flat <laughs> and the aliens built the pyramids. <laughs> um. So I'm watching Anchorman and at the end when... At the very what kind big- of conspiracy. <laughs> so have you guys heard of the John Han Anchorman conspiracy? He's not in the movie, but his name is. Let me get there. Let me get there. So, okay, I'm watching Anchorman. It was at the end of that kind of first uh, broadcast where he goes, I'm Ron Burgundy, where he goes, 
damn it, if you write anything on the teleprompter, he will read it. And it was a question mark. Then the screen starts showing names like producers who mm-hmm. produced that broadcast. Mm-hmm. And John Hamm is a fucking producer. Okay. On... That's, that's fine. Can... No, it's amazing. Why? What do you mean, why? Why can't he be a producer on something? No, it's amazing. He's not a producer... Okay, you're not. I don't think you're grasping what I'm saying. Oh, his name. On, he's a producer on, on in the movie. Yeah, yes, but in in but character. What, why? In the why couldn't have it just been a mistake? Like it like, was no, because they they also had a couple other names. I think um, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna remember. Like Adam Scott, maybe. But I'm just saying. Like I'm watching Anchorman, and it wasn't in the end credits okay, of Anchorman. So now it with was that knowledge, in the universe of Anchorman. Why was he in that? Do you know why? Well, I think he was actually a writer on Anchorman. There's no way. You don't think so? We're going to look it up right now. Okay, so uh, Scott confirmed that it was due to John Hamm and Scott's friendship with producer Shauna Robertson, who put their names uh. in the credits. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wow, I was like... Yeah, because a- you're reading a Reddit article and you're not listening to what I say. <laughs> I'm trying... I'm... This is... I'm researching no you're right you're right you're analyzing this is yeah some call it neuroticism i call it being analytical yeah they were friends with the producer there you go that was it all right now here's here's the last question of the film not the last question but here in this trifecta what's one of the worst films you've ever seen i can't remember like a major one so i'm just gonna go off the top of my head the most recent that i was just like i really don't like this um was it came out last year i believe it was that chef one. Was it called Chef? <laughs> no, not John Favreau. Okay, um, okay. It was chef. like Chef's Tabley. Oh, so I'm sorry. Can you look it up? Uh, was it with who, who? Who's in it? Anna. Anna. Something. Joy is in it. Anna. Um, Joy. Anna. Well, I, a- oh yes. What was that? I'm like, you know what's so funny? I didn't like it either. I didn't like it at all because it's like very pretentious, right? It wasn't even that because like it was supposed to be pretentious. It was supposed to be making fun, and we were all supposed to be in on this little joke. But it wasn't clever, and there it didn't feel like there were layers to it. So I was like, this is very just in your face. Everything you're seeing is everything you're getting. What do you think it was? Like, what do you think the message was for this film? P- people can't be snobs about like fine dining yeah well that was so the he 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 kills like these celebrities and right he tries to kill them all it's called the menu the menu from 2022 it came out last year yeah i did not i was like the whole time i was watching and i watched it with a friend yeah entertainer joy ralph phineas aka voldemort nicholas holtz (laughs) hong chow well it just wasn't dynamic enough for me i was just like okay like I mean, I guess like the message had to do with, I don't want to say making fun, but, um, it's like holding up a mirror to society, commenting on, like I thought of chef's table the whole time. Cause every time they plated something or like, um, showcased a dish, it was very chef's table vibe. Here's the thing though. I actually didn't watch it. Watch. (laughs) No, I didn't watch it really. I, 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 it was, it. it was in the background. And I, I, even then, like, just kind of like, as I was walking by, I was like, this seems terrible. Yeah. When you make a film, it's like, I get it. Not everyone has to be the good guy. Not everyone has to be likable. And like, she, sur- why does she survive at the end? Like, what's, what's her deal? Well, Because so, she's not into this. No, she like essentially, so her character technically wasn't supposed to be there. The guy, Tyler, Taylor, whatever his name is, he was supposed to come with his girlfriend or somebody 
his love interest, whatever. Like, I can't remember the details, but she wasn't able to go. So he essentially hired, I think she was a sex worker um, or someone along the lines of that. Like, he basically just, like, hired her to come with because he still needed to fulfill the spot. And they actually lied about her character. Like, her name isn't actually Margot. She's someone who would never be able to afford that stuff. Like, she's not of the that same, like, highbrow yeah. society. Sure, sure. Because um, he only invites, like, people who are sort of renowned in this world, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Whether they're or, celebrities or, yeah, or chefs. Or, or who are willing to pay, like, an insane amount of money for that experience. Okay. And um, Tyler was, like, such a, like, diehard fan and was, like, obsessive. And when his date dropped out, he basically scrambled and hired this girl, Margot, to come with him. But Margot is his old date's name. And the reason she survives is because she asks him to make a burger. It it kind yeah. of reminded me of like Ratatouille, where remember when um the guy uh, the critic the critic yeah comes, he, he asks for a dish and it's Ratatouille. He's like he says give me like give me your best or whatever give me your best shot or something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and and little rat little rat boy little rat man <laughs> little rat rat little rat rat makes the ratatouille from his childhood and mm-hmm. he and it like brought and it him back brings him back to his childhood yeah yeah for sure. and it softens him yeah um and similarly that's what happened in the menu we can do a cheeseburger a real cheeseburger not some fancy deconstructed avant bullshit a real cheeseburger well, i'll make you a very good very traditional cheeseburger i don't think you can i'll make you feel as if you're eating the first cheeseburger you ever ate the cheap one your parents could barely afford. Show me. How do you like it? Medium. American cheese. American cheese is the best cheese for a cheeseburger because it melts without splitting. How much will that set me back? Nine ninety-five. Food is such a big part of our culture. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, you go to a rest like you see watch these cooking shows or like, for example, like Anthony Bourdain, and mm-hmm. they go to like a restaurant and it's like you don't eat it you inhale it or like you just the <laughs> you, meal is that you just you smell don't eat it. it you snort it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's like it's you, not a food it's a it's a it's, it's an experience like again with chef's table I, did you ever watch chef's table no there were i mean it was beautifully done like the first season was very different from how cooking shows were typically broadcasted mm-hmm. or shown and so this was this very like artistic showcasing of what these chefs can do which in its own way like was beautiful like mm-hmm. these chefs are artists to an extent and they are making quote-unquote these culinary masterpieces like food isn't one sense it's like a multi-sensory experience sure 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 so chef's table kind of like brought cin- like the cinematic like impact to enhance what these chefs were doing i mean yeah if people talk about food like it's not just you know something that you in- ingest it's it's like the effect it has on the body you know some yeah. people eat food because it's part of <laughs> survival it's just what they need to survive yeah it's like when someone's like oh i'm just eating hard-boiled eggs for subsidence right right right. you know and i've been there yeah like, i don't mind just yeah, a hard-boiled egg well, yeah you don't because you're vegan but well, when i was working at the bike shop <laughs> and making like no money i uh-huh. remember i'd go to the bodega next door and get um a can of kidney beans mm-hmm. and a bag of like just plain potato chips sure but yeah so so the idea with chef's table was like to elevate that experience Mm -hmm. and to to create like a platform for these chefs but yeah anyway going back to the menu i when i when i watched it i was just like every every concept that i could see or every point i could see they were trying to make 
I got like I got it right away. But it had so much potential because I think the idea it's it's I think it could have been so fun. Like I think they could have played with it more. I think it could have had so many more dimensions than it did. I think there could have been more surprise. Like everything was just like matter like right in front of you the whole time. I think with this one though, it was like they were relying on this one idea and then that was it. All right. A film that you've recently gone back to watch and forgot how great it was. Dodgeball. Oh, good one. <laughs> Fucking Vince Vaughn. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. That's all I know from <laughs> that film. Yeah. Justin Long. Justin Long's great She's in that movie. In it. Rip Torn. Rip best Torn. best name in Hollywood. Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Yeah, Dodgeball. Yeah. Okay. The only reason I'm saying these movies, which I'm not ashamed of, I think but they're no, amazing. No, Dodgeball's great. Everyone loves Dodgeball. It's like it's like Adam Sandler movies, like like Happy Gilmore. Or yeah, like, yeah, like they're yeah. Not, they're they're comedies, but they're, right. they're 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 great. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. It just came up recently, actually, because Gabby and I were Gabby was watching it. We share like a HBO account, so okay, I see yeah. what you watch. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And so he was watching Dodgeball, and I was like, Oh my god! Like it's been years. Yeah. And then I started watching it, and I was like, This is amazing. It's, great. it's a yeah. great like. It's an underdog story. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. A true and underdog There's so story. many like great uh, jokes in it. Let me see. Yeah. It was directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber. Oh, that's <laughs> our, him. Our 27th president. <laughs> it's a very funny movie. It's hilarious. This is laser. This is blazer. <laughs> like, come on. There's so many great jokes in that movie. When he's trying, when he's like, he's, he's, he's torturing self himself it's not like, to eat yeah, like a slice of donut. pizza. Or is it a donut? And or then it might like, be the pizza. It's, it's both. both. <laughs> <laughs> torturing himself twice that's honestly that's the voice that comes into my mind when i go to order a coke at the bar <laughs> <laughs> come on you worse piece of shit yeah. it's like you don't need this yeah come on. um all right so dodgeball is great is Dodge there a specific great. part of that movie that really stands out to you i just i love the introduction to ben still like i love ben stiller's world oh hello i'm white goodman Owner, operator, and founder of Globo Gym America Corp. And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to be stuck with what you got. Hey, Rory, looking good. Here at Globo Gym, we understand that ugliness and fatness are genetic disorders, much like baldness or necrophilia. And it's only your fault if you don't hate yourself enough to do something about it. And that's where we come in. Yeah, I think. <laughs> When I first watched it, I was obviously like Team Vince Vaughn because yeah. they're the underdogs. Yeah, they're yeah. like, whatever. But but Ben Stiller was actually like this, like the reason he was tortured. He yeah. was like a tortured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost feel like they they should have given him like a background. Like, why were you like this? He obviously like I don't know. He has like a lot of self hatred. Yeah, and it was uh, body issues. Yeah, body of, shaming. Exactly. Yeah, and so he created this whole world for himself, which yeah. like is kind of incredible. Yeah, but it wasn't you know it wasn't sustainable because it wasn't healthy or yeah friendly for sure. <laughs> I always think about it was written at that time. Where it couldn't be made now, especially like there's certain jokes that you can't make now. For sure, <laughs> it's very yeah. much of its time. Well, it felt very fantasy. Yeah, like, it was fine. Because like fine. it was like yeah. a comedy of that time. Like it didn't have to make sense. No, Even, that's how comedies are. They don't have to. They don't make no sense. What's your next question? Um, what else you got? So me? you know how like when you go to jail, they give you a last meal. Like when, I'm sorry, <laughs> not jail. <laughs> like uh, when you're sentenced to, uh, to the, the chair, mm -hmm. sentenced to death, mm -hmm. you get your last meal. Right. What would be your last film? My last film. Yeah. <gasps> Honestly, I think it would be a, a movie from my childhood. Yeah. 
I think it would be The Lion King. Okay. Well, first of all, Simba. <laughs> the Circle of Life. The Circle of Life. Wow, look at that. Teenage Simba was my first crush. Teenage, teenage what? Simba. Okay. So I've heard of cartoon crushes, yeah. but he's an animal. Yeah. It's the energy. It's when they're dancing on the log and he's like whipping that hair. I would. I think it would be The Lion King. That's a good one. But would it be like the cartoon version or the John Favreau oh remake? <laughs> All right. Your last film would be? would be The Lion, Lion King. King, circa 1994. We are moving on from film. We're going on to the next oh topic. Oh my God. There's some more. Um, this is like kind of the same thing with film, but for music. I always ask, what's like your comfort music? Mm-hmm. What's your... Guilty pleasure music. We all have like that song. Like, yeah. I don't want anyone to know I listen to this, but I listen yeah. to this. And then also, what was like the music that got you through uh, teenage angst times? Oh, teenage angst, my chemical romance, and sure. the used. Oh, also Paramore. Duh. Okay, so like like emo punk rock. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, it was yeah. like our time. That was like that was like middle school. What songs angst. come to mind? Um, Taste of Ink okay. by the Used. It was just like you know moody it was it was it was comfort music it was super comforting yeah. and it like a kind of it, it it acted as a like a vessel sure so i could like it was an outlet it was yeah i honestly still have those songs on like, you still listen to them yeah for sure that's like okay cuz i i like going back like that's a beautiful thing about movies music yeah. books timeless like, yeah they're timeless they sure. take you back to when you first experienced them or when you had a big emotional reaction to something and yeah. that was what you had so there are definitely songs that i listen to that i'm like when i first listened to as an adult i was like holy shit i'm like like it's almost like a time capsule where i'm like brought back to that period of time yeah for sure but now i'm like wow i'm so glad that i had that to comfort me or Mm. to like help me express what i was feeling But yeah, I, I, my music taste has kind of always been all over the place. Like I like country, mm-hmm. I like rap, I like hip hop, I like R&B, okay. I like funk, soul, jazz. Really? Okay. I like it all. Anyways, music. <laughs> music. That's, that's the music. You know, I didn't know what Muzak was until like a year ago or What's two Muzak? years ago. Muzak is like, I feel like I'm going to butcher this explanation, but it's, I'm going to butcher, th- just look it up. Go ahead. Okay. No, look it up. It's Muzak? M-U-Z-A-K, I think. I used to think it was just like a fun pronunciation of music. Elevator music. But it's like, yeah, it's like a specific style of music. Okay, let's do this. Let's play something. Okay, so this is music. <laughs> Brought to you by PBS. Okay, so it's like, it's like waiting room music. It's, yeah, elevator music. So yeah, this, this is, is music. This is music. I didn't know it was like a genre of music. Oh, sorry. This feels very anchor manny. Yeah. Where's John Hamm? <laughs> Where's John Hamm when you need him? Bring him out. <laughs> He's always around. I love this. Yeah, this is nice. Okay, not all music is this good. Recorded light background music played through speakers in public places. 
I like how it's specifically described it's, yeah. as played through speakers. Yeah. Like, why can't it just be music played because as background no music? no one plays it live. <laughs> <laughs> what came first, the Muzak or the music? Isn't that fun, though? It's great. Yeah, it's elevated music, but it's, like, so real. It, you know what I think? Uh, it's not only elevated music, but the, f- the second thing I thought of was, like, purgatory music. Mm. It was just, like... The, waiting. We're just yeah, waiting. We're waiting between life and death. It's yeah. just, like... Oh, it's all good. Yeah. We're, we're waiting to hear from the big guy to see where we're supposed to go. That, after a while, like, that would probably get a little creepy. Eerie. Sure. Like, if it was, like, constantly playing, like, I couldn't sleep because I have music <laughs> playing in the background. Sure. But I like how it's described as music that it's played on speakers. Like, yeah. it's not... You don't see it. Do you know what? I don't know why that just took me to um, being John Malkovich. I've never seen it, but I I, I get the Christian. concept. Yeah, I know. I've only seen three movies: <laughs> Dodgeball, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite, and I forget the third one. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. the movie i would not be upset i fucking love them that's a great movie yeah man mila kunis is hilarious all right give me give me one more just to kind of finish off the music topic what is what is it you're listening to now okay so i actually just created a playlist the other day so it's a mix of nostalgia i like just started pulling things together and um i basically have my favorite song of all time by Talking Heads, it's This Must Be The Place. And it's actually, Talking Heads has been in some of my favorite movies. Talking Heads is actually in 13 Going on 30. Okay. It's also in Dan in Real Life. Really, really beautiful. Oh, it was also in another one with Steve Carell. Um, The one where he's in it with Ryan Gosling. Crazy Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. That's that's a great one. Yeah. But whenever I hear that song, like to me, that's just such a nostalgia song. And Mm -hmm. it's a love song, but it's like, it's equating love to like a place, a feeling. Like, yeah, yeah. So let's say it like this person is my home. Yeah, exactly. And I always, I don't know. I just, yeah. And that melody too is so uplifting that I'm like, mm-hmm. you can't not vibe when you yeah, hear this yeah. song. And it's, it feels like a hug. It's so yeah. warm. It's so uplifting. And that's you just nice. think about either your, like whoever you love. Like mm-hmm. that's just, yeah. So I've been trying to listen to more songs that emulate that. Well, one of the lyrics is, that nothing has gone wrong. And I think that's a big thing with anxiety is yeah. that at, you feel like everything's are, actually fine. You f- but you feel like things are wrong, like that yeah. something is happening, that something's wrong. People are mad or whatever. You mm. always think that there's conflict. And yeah, just to remind yourself that like there's nothing it's wrong. It's actually okay. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's just, it's fear settling into yourself because yeah. it's just a human reaction. If you kind of look at the outside of things, like it's actually, it's, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, everything is it's fine. fine. The yeah. existentialness of it, it's, it's okay. Right. All the things you you're know? panicking about, like, yeah, yeah, everything is okay. It's okay. And that song just kind of feels like, like that. 
All right. Throughout our life, we always read one book that really sticks to us. Just maybe one. it's maybe it's two books, maybe it's three. But there's a book that we read between when we're born and where we are now that is really sort of quintessential. Is there a few books like that for you? Uh, Wuthering Heights. Of course, it was a book before it was a PBS series. <laughs> of course, it was freaking Charlotte Bronte. Um, but no, genuinely. That is that is a. You read after you watched? No, I read it before I watched it. Is that why you enjoyed it so That's much? That's why on I PBS? watched it. Yeah, and then I was like, "Holy shit, Heathcliff is like this hot ass Tom Hardy." It's a great book. It's really sad, mm-hmm. and it's you know, it's like classic literature where people die of just like a common cold, and you're like, "Why?" <laughs> I'm trying to think of some others. I read like some kind of fucked up stuff in like middle school. Like I was reading a lot of like child abuse stuff. <laughs> And like people who were like addicted to heroin was but, like. But was this some things that you were interested in, or? I just had it was when I was listening to the used. You were <laughs> what? When I was listening to the used, yeah, where so I was just was... like in a dark place, and yeah, I'm yeah. like this dark. And person. were these like nonfiction or? Um. Yeah. Well, actually, no. A child called it was based on like true shit. Oh okay. Yeah, it's just really painful. Is there a reason why you think you were doing that? Well, a child called it was. I think it was recommended reading um, really? from school. Uh, Kite Runner was oh, Kite Runner yeah, was Kite Runner, me, and yeah, that's a very that dark was book really too, heavy. Yeah. yeah, same with like Life Life of Pi was pretty intense. Uh, don't eat the cat food, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> it's funny because no one knows the dogs here. So you what said dogs? So you said don't eat the cat food, Chris. <laughs> like, why the fuck is he eating cat food? The dog is in the room. There's no dog. Okay. I remember reading the book and crying. I don't even remember like details. I just remember being like, this is really sad. Um, and I like don't understand this very different culture, very different world. So a book that I'm thinking of now. So I feel like old book was Wuthering, Wuthering Heights. Mm-hmm. New book. I just read um, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, it's it's basically just like this relationship between these three friends who love each other very much and there's kind of like complicated things going on but it's it's just so well written and um it's also like kind of in like the gaming community which like i never personally oh really was involved in but how was that involved in the uh, or correlated with so they're gamers like the 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 main characters meet at a hospital Mm -hmm. playing video games and then okay Online or in per- like no in, the in, same per- room? in person in person. Okay. So she's volunteering at the hospital, and he um, just ha- was in a car accident. Mm. And they meet because he's playing a video game, and she's watching him, and then they just start talking. Okay, and it's like their friendship that kind of happens over like the years, and they end up becoming business partners and their best friends. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. I actually think you would really like it. Yeah, it kind of um, it goes past the like love story. Like, there's definitely love, but it's it it. It's kind of like um, it's mostly platonic. Like because that's that's realistic, and yeah. we don't need like, oh, now they're gonna have to fall in love and have children. Like, right? No, why can't they just like be like good friends who help each other out? And that's refreshing. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. a good. That's a good recommendation. Let's move on to the next thing. Okay, so these are the these are the these are the less complicated, less thinky, or they could be thinky questions. Thinky. Uh, so here here's a fun one. What's your unrealistic dream job? unrealistic yeah okay okay so if we're going into the fantasy realm yes please i um for any D nerds out there i would love to be a druid they commune with nature like okay. their power comes from sure 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 
Yeah, I would be a druid, either an elf or a gnome. Love but, a gnome. But, but there has to be an occupation. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> First, I'm stating my <laughs> personal life choice. Occupation We're getting into after. race and class. Sure, and sure, then sure. we'll get into occupation. And my job would be like a builder, like a, a woodworker. woodworker. Just like a little carpenter who like, uh, you know, helps the community. I build things. Mm. I like. What would your character name be? Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want something Exotic. like really, really ethereal. Okay. Um, like I'd want, like it, it, the name would be otherworldly. Like I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. kind of just want to float like from world. To, maybe I want to be more of like a fairy or a nymph. Okay. So maybe not a woodworker. Okay, maybe okay. something a little more ephemeral. What element would you be? So in the real world, like my sign is an earth sign and that's like what I. How do you know your sign? What do you, like your, um, like your sun sign? Like, so you're a Virgo, you're an earth sign as well. I'm an earth sign? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So we'd be on the same battlefield. <laughs> We'd be fighting for would, the same. I would just like give you a little yeah, yeah. salute from across the way. Fellow Earther. Here's some dirt. Throw it. Did you ever watch Avatar The Last Airbender? I saw. I, I Not know the it. movie. Not the movie. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I know enough. I, I saw some of it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like to me, like that, that world is would be a fun world to be in. Okay. I don't, honestly, I don't know that much about astrology. Well, this, this actually, this next, next question sort of is in with the same realm of this topic. What's, what do you think you were in your past life? Oh, in my past life, this is a good question. What? I definitely think I, I, I worked with my hands. Okay. Like maybe a sculptor or a painter. Do we feel like Roman times? Do we feel like maybe like the 1980s, like during the kitsch art series? Well, I don't know, because I wasn't thinking of, like, a time period. You owned your own, uh, what is it called, when people make pots? You had a pottery shop in, like, the 1800s. (laughs) Maybe. Honestly, like, yeah, anything to do with earth and, like, I feel like I'm just saying the same thing as I did in the fantasy world. Okay, well, what about, like, the early days of, like, the the early 18, like, late 1800, early 1900, was just, like, the, the not the Wild West, but, like, when the West was becoming lively when like when we were discovering um, the americas yeah and, maybe like, you were one of those women who was just like i i i pioneer could, yeah like you were a pioneer you a know? pioneer woman i was building a log cabin for exactly me and my like you, don't, you didn't need no you didn't need no man like you were doing it on I your don't own need no you man. know what i mean like you were you were making yeah, riding horses you were making your own clothes you were building yeah. your own cutlery but yeah i definitely think i worked with my hands and maybe i was an animal maybe i was just like a little chipmunk in the forest Hiding acorns. What animal is known for working with their hands? Like, a, I guess, like an ape. Chipmunks have hands, bro. Raccoons have hands. Beavers. I I could have been a beaver of of water and you were, land. You were definitely a beaver. Probably. Just keep it at that. Beaver. Right, this is a fun one. Know or... Let's say Corinna. Uh huh. You joined the mafia. Oh. What would be your mafia name? Chef Tony. What? Classic. And why do you I say mean, that so confidently? Wait, but, but is that like, are you a cook in the mafia? You'll never know. <laughs> I'll never tell. I ain't no it's rat. I cook my I ain't no rat. <laughs> but I like that it's not even like a girl's, like, not it, it has to be, but like no, Tony she, is clear. Tony. It's, it's not like. And you say it like Tony. It's not like they call me nails, you know? It's like, yeah. no, it's Chef. Chef Tony. Tony. What? Why? <laughs> Clearly, Chef Tony comes from something. Why do they call you Chef Tony? Yeah, I was. The short answer is I was really high, but um, as all things sure, start. sure. But um, I was living in D.C. Weed was decriminalized, but I hadn't really like bought weed or like ordered weed from anyone. Sure, because I was still like nervous. Mm-hmm. 
and um, there was this service. They might arrest you. Yeah. They might be a cop. They were going to come get me. There was this service out of Virginia where like you could order online and they would deliver it to you. And I was really hot. I had like just smoked an entire joint to myself. Mm-hmm. I was like vibing in my house and I was like, but I need more weed. Like mm-hmm. I'm all out of weed. I smoked, I smoked it all. I smoked this whole doobie by myself. By myself. So I like ordered from the service, but you had to make a profile. And I was like, I don't want them to know who I am. And I was like, what's the opposite of who? <laughs> of me? What's a, what's a what's good? What's the opposite of Corinna? I was like, well, I'm not a chef Tony. and my name ain't Tony's. <laughs> but here's the stupid thing is I had to give Oh, them- here's the stupid <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's getting better. Trust me. I had to, to prove that I was like of legal age. I had to put in my ID information. Okay. I'm obviously not Chef Tony. I had to put in my fucking ID. I'm not Chef Tony. <laughs> but yeah, so it like me creating this whole fake alias made absolutely no sense because I had to put in my actual license information. But it all made sense because I was You're really like, hot. But the, the gig is up. The gig is up. Yeah, it made absolutely no sense, but I was high out of my mind and I, I was zooted. Did, did you ever see Does anyone zooted? else? No, but I know what you mean. Okay. Does anyone knows, else know this reference to yeah, Chef Tony? Yes. Okay. Yeah, my friend, my best friend. That's Chef great. Tony. Yeah. So I feel like so if your, I were ta- your be, Italian name is my, Chef Tony. Exactly. Aren't you glad? Speaking, speaking of, of someone being a big foodie, mm-hmm. what is your dream, your ultimate breakfast? Ultimate breakfast? Yeah. That's like a grand slam. Yeah. From want- Denny's? Well, no, not from Denny's, but like that, the essence of. So I want, I want, again, um, I don't actually eat meat, but sure. I want eggs, bacon, mm-hmm. pancakes. Um, okay, so we'd have hash browns. Home style. Home style like, hash make, browns. Okay, yeah, like, you yeah, got yeah, like yeah. a platter of, of hash. What do you have as like a, Maybe a beverage? Like, oh, as a beverage? Coffee, diner Ice coffee. coffee? No, hot coffee. Yeah, nice. A nice like mug. Like, like diner, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Classic for sure. That's my favorite, yeah. yeah. Every time I go to a diner, I always get like coffee. They're so yeah. good. Yeah. I want coffee. I want a side of iced water and maybe an orange juice, glass of oh, orange juice. Oh, OJ, come on. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta but have fre- it. But it has to be fresh squeeze. Fresh squeeze Florida. OJ. Oh, come fresh on. Fresh squeeze Florida orange Fresh squeeze juice. OJ. Like that'll bring you back to life. Yeah. You can be on the verge of death and they give you a glass Those of OJ. Those are the paddles right there. What about like toast? Oh like, yes, you need like yeah, a good, yeah. You need yeah, a good you know, toast like, to, to to pair with the eggs. Are you a sourdough? Also some avocado because I need, need some green. Well, I that said, goes with the I toast. I said yeah. avocado. <laughs> you gotta get some. You gotta avocado. get some avocado. Is it French bread? Is it is it Cuban toast? Is it like, ooh, oh my god. Cuban toast. Oh, you is just fucked great. me up. You just fucked me up. Is it? Is I was it gonna like, say like, like a country loaf or sourdough, but as soon as you said Cuban. But also like, how many how many how many how many opportunities do you have to have rye bread? Yeah, it's like diner. You like don't ever buy diner. rye bread. Yeah, you just get never. it at a diner. That's true. Yeah, if I'm if I'm doing classic diner breakfast, we're gonna do either rye with some jelly on top. Did like, you put the jelly you on, put top the jelly on the top? Chef <laughs> Tony, Chef Tony, you gotta put the jelly on the top of the rye toast. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yes, yeah. If we're doing classic diner, rye for sure. Okay. How you know how far along? Are I just we? like that. It's far. Are we five hours in. Uh, we were at the very end though. Okay. Okay. We're at a, we're at a, the part of the show that's called this or that. Mm. Okay. So I ask you a question of this or that, and you uh-huh. answer one of them. Let's grab a coffee or let's grab a beer. Coffee. Disney World or Universal Studios? I think now. 
Disney. Indica or sativa? Sativa. Really? Yeah. If yeah, I've had too many indica mishaps. <laughs> but I feel like sativa is the one that causes the mishaps. Well, but if if I'm active and sativaing, we're good. I feel like indica in any situation, active or just sitting okay, on the couch. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I had to convince you're you. Right. No, you're right. You're right. All right. Next sativa, one. like yeah, it sativa activates just like, the anxiety it's a little just bit like more. Constant like we're high. We're high. Yeah. Where Indica's just like, hey, we're high, but it's cool. Hey. Hey, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Sleepless in Seattle or When Harry Met Sally? I don't You know. haven't seen any of them? No, I've seen When Harry Met Sally. I'm trying to remember if I... Honestly, I'm going to say Sleepless in Seattle because I like the vibes of Seattle, and Harry from Harry Met Sally really bothered me. Right? They're yeah, supposed to, he was annoying. They're supposed to like... Be cute like I love Billy chemistry. Crystal, but it's like we're supposed to believe that like yeah. he forced her into yeah. believing over... A, t- a 15 year friendship they're like right. hey maybe we just like each other right yeah yeah that is it wasn't weird. believable sleep in seattle isn't as realistic but mm-hmm. it's a good movie yeah sand or snow sand why is that i don't like the cold next one <laughs> i like this one no uh uh like reference Dwayne the rock johnson or steve buscemi <laughs> oh why is this the hardest one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay like my head says Steve, but my heart <laughs> says Dwayne. In this scenario, you have to, oh, choose, I have to one. choose one. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm in my like jock. I don't want to say era. I'm in my jock. Uh. So Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve. 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 Are you sure? No. Are you sure? Why is this the hardest? You have one, one option. You have one choice. Dwayne. All right, there you go. So we're at the end. This end. is it. This has been. You know what? I've had a blast. A this breeze. is fun just talking about. Yeah, I feel like we just started. But here, here's here's my my closing. I like to ask the guests at the end, "What is your favorite noise?" Um, pro- it'll probably have something to do with water. Okay. Like water flowing, like a waterfall. Yeah, probably like waterfall or like um, flowing water. Waterfalls are very symbolic, so that's good. A yeah, waterfall, like the a sound waterfall. of a waterfall. That's cool. Yeah. Corinna, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for indulging me into this <laughs> journey. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And we're only halfway done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at the end of the show, I have my sign off and I'm going to start a sentence and I'd like you to finish it for me. Oh, does that sound good? Like ad lib? Yeah. So I say, uh, hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Conversations from a Room. Hope to see you here next week. Have a good night and good riddance. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and a review, and follow the show on any platform you listen on to get updates on new episodes. For those of you familiar with Overcast, feel free to recommend the show on the platform and spread the word. Tell your mom, tell your mail person, tell your gardener, tell your personal chef if you have one. If you don't have one, then just tell any chef. Any chef you find on the street, tell them about the show. Episodes are always free and available to listen to on almost every platform where podcasts are enjoyed. If you'd like to get in contact, reach out to me and follow the show on Discord at Conversations from a Room or on my Instagram at Christian Lugo. Any questions, any concerns, you guys want to come on the show, just reach out. I'm friendly. And to all my listeners out there, thank you again so much for tuning in. You guys are amazing and hope to see you here next time on Conversations from a Room. Take it easy.